Approach Podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Maya. Avery had to work late, but she's supposed to join us a little later, so we'll be waiting for that to happen. How's y'all week been going? Pretty good. Pretty busy. Good. Yes, busy. Mm-hmm. Oh, busy, busy. <laughs> Paris has our opening statement for this week. <laughs> okay, the opening statement is coming from Ava DuVernay. And it says, women have been trained in our culture and society to ask for what we want instead of taking what we want. We've been really indoctrinated with this culture of permission. I think it's true for women and I think it's true for people of color. It's historic and it's unfortunate and has somehow become a part of our DNA. But that time has passed. Oh, that's deep. Left us. Oh, and that's good in honor of Women's History Month. Yes, Happy Women's History Month. Yes, yes, yes. That's nice. Lego. Good pick. So, (laughs) today is Wednesday, March 4th. Yes. Which makes yesterday Super Tuesday. Oh, happy birthday to my sister. March 4th is her birthday. Oh, yay! Happy birthday, Happy birthday, sis! Miracle's birthday was yesterday. Her name's Malia, right? Yeah, it is Malia. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yesterday was Super Tuesday. Uh, It was crazy. But prior to Super Tuesday, so on Saturday, South Carolina voted. Mm -hmm. And that was when everything kind of started looking a little different. Mm. So the last time we were all together and talking, um, Bernie Sanders was basically seemingly running away with the Democratic nomination. Today, not so much the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So last week, um, prior to the, uh, prior to South Carolina voting on Saturday, Representative Jen Clyburn endorsed Joe Biden. Representative Clyburn is uh, uh, the rep out of, South Carolina, and he's also the majority whip for the House of Representatives, and he is big stuff in South Carolina, and he he said for a while that he knew who he was going to vote for, but he wasn't announcing publicly, wasn't endorsing anyone, and then he said he ran into an older voter in his um, in his district that told him that she was waiting to hear from him on who he was voting for, so he decided to announce uh he tweeted i know joe biden i know his character his heart and his record joe biden has stood for the hard-working people of south carolina we know joe but more importantly he knows us in south carolina we choose presidents i'm calling on you to stand with joe biden and with that jim clyburn single-handedly catapulted joe uh, Joe Biden to winning the South Carolina primary and like winning, like kicking ass, mm-hmm. winning. <laughs> uh, the final numbers out of South Carolina was Joe Biden with 48.7% of the vote. Bernie Sanders with 19.8% of the vote. Tom Steyer with 11.3%. Pete Buttigieg with 82 And Warren with 71 so like I said, South Carolina voted on Saturday, which was a uh, leap day, February 29th. And directly after losing, or when it seemed, when it was pretty clear that he was going to lose, Tom Steyer, after he backed that ass up with Juvenile, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I remember that. And then <laughs> dropped out of the race. That was Saturday. And then by Monday, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar had also dropped out of the race. And both on Monday, both Klobuchar and Buttigieg endorsed um, Joe Biden as the person who should be the nominee. And then yesterday happened. I, and all everybody's kind of like, what the hell did we just watch? Because a few weeks ago, Joe Biden was floundering coming out of some of those beginning states. He was coming in fifth mm-hmm. and fourth. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And then they started counting votes last night. All right. By the time everything was over and the dust had settled, there are 13 states, 14 states, and one territory that vote on Super Tuesday this year. Uh, it was Alabama, Arkansas. Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Virginia, Texas, Colorado, Vermont, Utah, California, and American uh, Samoa. Of those 14 states in one territory, Joe Biden won 10 of them. Mm. 10. 10 out of 14 states. (laughs) Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders won three but he's gonna probably not probably it's very very probable at this point that he's also going to win uh california it's not called yet because voter suppression but yeah mm, another story but yeah he's most likely going to win california but and then michael bloomberg won american uh samoa so joe biden won the entire south just in short the entire South. He he won Alabama, Arkansas, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Virginia, and Texas. The whole damn South. But we figured that though. Yeah, we all figured that. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, and it it shook out pretty much what we thought. So the the wild card that everybody was kind of wondering about was the Bloomberg factor because he spent I, I heard he spent a quarter of a billion billion with the B dollars in super tuesday states and the only thing michael bloomberg won yesterday was american samoa with its whopping six delegates to to, to dole out he came in first <laughs> and tosa gabbard came in second so she has she hasn't dropped out yet no she has one whole delegate they're all secret trumpers so whatever <laughs> um so the, of, of course the gigantic overarching story of the night is Joe Biden right? and the craziness in which he won. Because we all expected Joe Biden to win the South. What we didn't necessarily expect is the crazy margins. So um, in Alabama, Joe Biden had 63.2% of the vote with Bernie Sanders coming in second with 16.6%. Uh, in Arkansas, Biden had 40.4%, with Sanders having 22.4%. Um, North Carolina, Biden had 43%, Sanders had 24.1%. Oklahoma, Biden had 38.7%, Sanders had 25.4%. Tennessee, Biden had 41.7%, Sanders had 25%. Like, it was crazy. The only state that it was truly close in was Texas. The only southern state that it was truly close in was Texas, with Biden having 34.7% and Sanders having 29.7%. Mm. 
with the mark. And so I didn't say this, but some of these states that Joe Biden won and won like this, he didn't even go visit these states in Mm-mm. in campaigning. Joe Biden didn't visit Oklahoma. He didn't visit um, Minnesota. And he didn't visit, I think I heard them say he didn't visit Tennessee. Like states that he was kicking ass in. He didn't even bother to go see these people. People were voting on him off of strictly what they were calling last night as Joe Mentum. Mm. <laughs> and I guess brand and rank, name recognition. Name. I was going to say yeah. name recognition. And it's for name a recognition. lot of people, proximity to Obama. And it's, and it's so sad and it's so depressing that we're just going to be stuck in a rut again. Like, but whatever. Um, I mean, at this point, it's looking like Trump or Joe and like... It, it's not thrilling, you know, but it's not thrilling. <laughs> well, so let me say this. It's not You're thrilling. Like, yeah, that's the thing that I'm like tripped out about. People are really voting for him. Like, and he just, he and like people play. are getting out to vote for him. Like voter turnout was up. Mm-hmm. People actually like were making it their business to go vote for him. And I don't, and I mean, I don't, I don't remember hearing anyone that was just truly excited to cast a vote for Joe. So all I can assume is people are just really scared, sick, Obama. and tired mm-hmm. of the crazy man that's currently running things. And it's like, look, whoever we have to get behind to get you the hell out of here, we're gang. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, did I, think- I see that he wanted Michelle Obama to be his... I saw a headline that said that, but I didn't click it to read Verified. it to see if okay. it was a real thing or not. Right. Or if it was Joe just talking mm. as Joe. Right. I, I didn't see that headline though, but I've heard okay. her name, a lot of black women names. I've heard her, I've heard Kamala Harris, and I've heard Stacey Abrams all be floated as possible VP picks. I would like Abrams. I yeah. like Abrams. I think that'd be a strong pick. I like it. Not, not Kamala, but Abrams is... <laughs> I like Abrams. Solid. Uh, so the state that had the most delegates to dole out last night was California, and Bernie Sanders did win. California is winning. California. When I checked, about five o'clock, they had fifty-four percent of precincts reporting, and he was at thirty-three point six percent of the vote, uh, with Biden following at twenty-four point nine percent. So it's looking like Sanders is going to win, but again, that margin isn't huge. So Biden's still going to come out of California with some delegates Delegates, already ahead Mm -hmm. so i mean we will see uh Mm -hmm. the other big uh, so um, i didn't say this sanders also won colorado vermont and utah but another big story was the fact that in vermont which is bernie sanders home state when he was running against hillary clinton he won in a way that he got all the delegates but so if any candidate gets at least 15 percent of the vote they get some of the delegates, no matter how many they may get, is some allocation delegates that you do get. And so last time he was running against Hillary Clinton, he won in a way that he got the entire, uh, the entirety of the delegates. Yesterday, Bernie Sanders got 50.7% of the vote and Biden got 22%. So Biden's coming out of Bernie Sanders' home state with some delegates. Oh, dang. It'd be your own folks, mm-hmm. huh, Bernie? Well, <laughs> tell, tell Elizabeth Warren about that. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that. third mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. 
my feelings are hurt for Liz. Liz I wonder what Liz that's about. Liz better. Right. I thought she, she would have done better. So in Massachusetts, Biden got 33.4% of the vote. Sanders got 26.7. And Warren got 21.6. So Biden won her state. and she. What do you think that's about? Even in her home state. I think her and Bernie's votes are split too, though. I think her yeah, and Bernie's votes yeah. are split. I also think that Biden and Bloomberg's votes are split because in a lot of the states, right? A lot of the states, Warren wasn't even third; she was fourth. Mm-hmm. I saw Quite that. a few states she was fourth, and she was fourth behind Bloomberg. The top four don't change, but the the way the top two keep swapping and three mm-hmm. four keep swapping, but they're not. It's not a whole lot of movement. And this morning, Wednesday morning, Michael Bloomberg has dropped out. Yes, he and has. And endorsed Joe Biden. Yeah, Biden. So the split among the moderates is done. Mm-hmm. There are no more moderates left. It's mm-hmm. Joe Biden and then Elizabeth and Bernie. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we got. I mean, people like Tulsi Gabbard haven't gotten out of the race, but... We've forgotten that you're here, girl, so you mm-hmm. could go. Bye. <laughs> we, yeah. So, I mean, it's some people like that that just haven't, like, formally dropped out and all that stuff. But of people that we're actually talking about, it's Bernie, Warren, and Joe Biden. And presumably, Elizabeth Warren's not going to last too much longer because mm-hmm. coming out of Super Tuesday, Biden had, well, as it stands without California being fully allocated, Biden had... 5.13, I mean, 5.13, 513 delegates. <laughs> Bernie had uh, 461 delegates. Bloomberg uh, is not there anymore, but Warren had 47, and Gabbard had one. So they're running away with it, and it's not, it's 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 getting insurmountable for, for Elizabeth Warren. So you gotta get to like one thousand. You need nineteen ninety one. Okay, yeah, I was, I was yeah, you need nineteen ninety one to win. Damn. Um, and so it's, it's it's getting it's not it's not looking good for Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, people are wondering if if and when she does drop out, and some people are kind of expecting it soon. They've said they're gonna fight to the convention, but everyone always says they're gonna fight into the convention. Last night, Michael Bloomberg's campaign manager was saying they're absolutely gonna stay in the race, and six hours later, right. he was done. So, so I mean, saying that they're gonna fight to the convention doesn't really mean that they're gonna be fighting to the convention. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of wonderings about whether or not Elizabeth Warren supporters will go to Biden or Bernie. Because ideology, like ideology wise, it would seem that they would go to Bernie, but there's some weirdness with the Elizabeth Warren and the Bernie people. Bernie, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that gives some 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 people feelings that they'll go to Joe Biden's side and leave Bernie high and dry. Uh, the Bernie bros are losing their minds. Um, they've been referring to the voters of, of South Carolina and the other Southern states as low information and, and the establishment and all these other things. And there's been a lot of pushback on it. People saying black people are not the establishment. People just voted, blah, 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 which I tend to agree with Yeah, because Bernie bros seem to think that they're going to just like 
hogtie and drag the rest of us behind them to the polls while they continually shit talk and demean everybody else in a party that their candidate is not even a part of and expect us all just to vote for him because they said so. But I think it was a real clear message last night that that that's not what was happening around these parts. Right. So, um, yeah, the Brandon bros are freaking out. Bernie's just too, he's too left for, he's just too left. He's just too left. He's too left. He's too left for the South, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely leaning more towards Bernie than, than Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, no, I never like Bernie. Mm. Yeah, I, I was rooting for him four years ago. I was looking at my uh, Facebook post, but of course I voted for Hillary. But right, and see, if the, if, as if, it will come down, who that's has. what I'm saying. If, if we could do that and less of what we normally do, it'd be fine. Like in the primaries, have your candidate back your candidate, and then once the primary's done. Whatever it is is what it is. If 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 it turns out that Bernie Sanders is the nominee, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. I don't want to. It would pain my soul, but I would do it. Pain your soul. It would pain my soul. It would pain my actual soul. But I would do it because of batshit crazy on the other side. I take liberal batshit crazy to whatever the hell Trump got going on. Right. So I mean. It just, I don't, I don't know why as a party we seem to get so bogged down in the primaries and then can't see the forest for the trees and just do what the hell we need to do to stop right. chaos from ensuing. <laughs> um, Biden won with black people and generally the 30 plus crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can see figured, that. Figured. Figured. Yeah. yeah, like, so even in Virginia where, uh, Biden like was won by crazy margins. Fifty two percent of no, I'm right, I'm wrong. That's one. That's the wrong one I'm looking at. Sanders won fifty five percent of people under the age of twenty nine, but then Biden won every other age demographic, every other one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of the same thing in California, in Texas, where he won a higher margin of the under twenty nine, but then you hit that. 30, that 30 year old mark, us. Right. <laughs> that 30 year old mark, and the, the, it starts swinging for Biden. Um, Sanders did very well with Latino people, white people, and young people. Uh, the Latino people went for Sanders in Texas. He won 39% of the vote, and Biden only got 26%. Um, so yeah, that's where we are, guys. Biden's currently in the lead delegate-wise. They still have to finish allocating delegates for California. But currently, Uncle Joe's in the lead. We'll see. I was telling them, um, I think that was Monday or Tuesday, I guess. I don't know what day I was telling you this. I think it was Tuesday. That the first time I voted was for Obama. So I was voting for the first black president. And then his re-election, of course. And then the next big national election that I was a part of was voting for who should have been the first female president. Mm-hmm. And so... Just fixing my 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 spirit to go vote for an old white man. 
I feel a way. It's not happy times, but it just it is what it is. And I've been the one tap dancing and screaming that you can't always love your candidates. You vote for the best you got. And if it comes down to Trump and anybody, anybody is the best we got. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. Mm. All white men unite. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so next Tuesday, we have Idaho, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, and Washington voting. The great Mississippi. Yes, yes. The great state of Louisiana doesn't vote until April 4th. Uh, so, yeah. But I'll be early voting because the lines in Texas and California were enough to deter anybody from voting on election day. Um, shortly before this election, they closed a lot of precincts in black and brown neighborhoods in Texas for sure. I'm not sure if it was a recent closing in California that made the line so long. But the lines in, I saw some a guy talking on um, MSNBC that said he stood in line for like six or seven hours trying to vote. That's insane. That's voter suppression. Are we off? I don't think oh, so. Oh, I'm asking you. Look, you work for yourself. Let me ask someone who. I don't believe so. Okay. Probably not. But there'll be a week of early voting before then. And we can early vote at the DMV in Baker. And normally it's pretty quick. Okay. So I'll just be early voting because I can't get with y'all in these lines and this craziness. Right. Voting is mm-hmm. important. You should do it. And if you have to stand in line to do it, do that. Mm-hmm. But if you can, you know, plan accordingly, right. that works too. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, Los Angeles District Attorney Jackie Lacey. On Monday at 5.40 a.m., like a.m., like in the morning, about 30 protesters from Black Lives Matter showed up at her house, knocked on her door, and woke her and her husband up, according to, to um, Lacey. So the, the protest leader, Melina Abdullah, said uh, that she rang the doorbell, spoke to the husband, who Miss um, Lacey's husband, which is David, uh, David Lacey, and he answered the door with a gun. Uh, she posted a video of her interaction with Mr. Lacey on Twitter. Of course, it went viral. So I'm going to let y'all hear the audio of the video that went viral that she posted. And, of course, chaos ensues as it does. Right now, get off. Good morning. Get off of my porch. I will shoot you. Get off of my porch. Can you tell Jackie Lacey that we're here? I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Get off of my porch. We'll get off right now. We're me? calling the police right Good. now. Good. Wow. He pulled a gun and pointed it at my chest. We're here for the community meeting, Jackie Lacey. Jackie Lacey Maybe will you'll go. shoot me in the back. Jackie Lacey will go. Jackie Lacey will go. Okay. So like mm. I said, about 30 people showed up outside her house 
and knocked on the door and then this this um interaction occurred so let me just say this mm-hmm. yes she is a public official yes she works for the public that also was her damn house right yeah <laughs> right if you're gonna right. protest a public official the place to do so is at their public office, mm-hmm. not their damn front yard. Mm-hmm. The public office that you probably pay for with your taxes, exactly. not their personal property not that you don't pay for. <laughs> now, would I have answered the door with a gun? Probably not. Do I feel him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm not mad at him for opening the door with the gun. Shoot. You don't know what's waiting on the other side of not you. Shoot. <laughs> oh yeah, not shoot. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but no. But they said they were woken up out of their sleep before six o'clock in the morning with thirty people on their front yard. Uh, they said it was just um, uh, Jackie Lacey and her husband in the house. They were alone, and y'all knocking on my door, thirty people deep. Yeah. I'm not out of the realm of possibility to be concerned about what has happened. She said in the past that she's gotten death threats and been like followed from work and things like that. I mean, and that makes sense. Like none of that sounds far fetched. So it doesn't, it's not crazy to me that you'd be concerned about 30 people knocking on your door in, in the wee hours of the morning. And I read somewhere that this wasn't even their first time coming to her house. Was it not? No, that's crazy. I read that. Well, I don't know the article. I just looked it up, but I read that it wasn't their first time coming. So it's kind of like, why you keep coming to this woman's house, you know? It's almost, um, I mean, I understand trying to pressure, you know, your public officials to do something, not to do something. But at their house, at their front door. Right. That's almost like, you know. It's dangerous. Right. Yeah. And it's asking for trouble. Right. And if that man had a shot you on his front porch, everybody would be freaking out right, right. now. And he asked you to mm-hmm. get off. Once he asks you to get off, you are no longer welcome. Goodbye. So the protesters say that um, they have been asking for a meeting with Lacey for better than two years, and she had been refusing to give them a meeting, and so this is why they decided to go to her house. Um, They have several grievances with Lacey, a few of which um, they're upset about a couple of shootings, uh, officer-involved shootings in which she did not prosecute the officer. One time, the police chief even called for the officer to be prosecuted, and Lacey Steele did not prosecute this officer. Um, and so they were mad about that. And then uh, a wealthy Democratic donor, Ed Buck, has been connected to the overdose death of a few black men I've, I've heard this going around for a while i've heard this story i haven't really been keeping up with it but it's some weird stuff going on and they she had um she was delayed in arresting him so it's a few different things that they're upset with her about specifically and they hadn't been able to get their meeting so this is how they decided to address that um Lacey put out a statement. Uh, she said, I do not believe it's fair or right for protesters to just show up at the homes of people who dedicate their lives to public service. It was just him and I in the house, and we really did not know what was about to happen. Uh, one of the Black Lives Matters organizers said, we are here today because this morning in an effort to exercise our First Amendment rights, we were threatened. 
um, what we express in our position and opposition to Jackie Lacey should not be met with threats to our lives. To me, that was just a disingenuous kind of reading of what right. happened because it wasn't mm-hmm. what you were saying that caused your life to be threatened. It was showing up at her house at five forty in the morning, knocking on her right. door with beef. That that was the problem. It wasn't the content necessarily. It right. was the method. I think answering the door with the gun off top is a bit aggressive. It, it, it is. It's know? a lot. But once he said. Get off my lawn. It's a lot. Or my porch, whatever he said. It's a lot. You know, then it was time for you to go. And you standing there. Bye. You know? Mm-hmm. Now he has every reason to feel, okay, I've told you to leave several times now. And you and the whole, you know, crew still haven't left yet. I mean, that that's reason to fear, you know. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's, I, it's a lot to open the door with the gun. Yes, but in the back of my head, <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm I'm picturing waking up at five forty in the morning. It's still like dark outside, and looking out your window because someone's knocking on your door and seeing thirty people on your lawn. Right, right, right. It grabbing a gun seems like a lot, but I also could understand how that felt threatening. No, really, because I, I may not have a gun, but I've had a bat or something. Yeah, I you know, I have how something that like... felt threatening. And I just, I think this was just an entirely wrong way to kind of go about things. You want to protest at her, at her office? That That's fine. But this is this is a lot. Someone could have got hurt. I'm very happy no one did get hurt. Right. Uh, since everything's happened, Mr. Lacey has, well, on his behalf, Miss Lacey said that her husband is profoundly sorry for the tense exchange and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, generally what I've seen is people not necessarily mad at the Laceys for this. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. y'all was out of line. <laughs> y'all, right. y'all just were doing a lot. Y'all doing quite a bit. So Lacey is the first black district attorney of Los Angeles. And she actually was up for re-election last night. It was a three-person race. And when I was looking, checking results before, when I was compiling my notes, she was winning by 50.7% of the vote. If she gets better than 50% of the vote, she's going to avoid a runoff in November. So she might just win herself a, a third term. We'll know in a few days, I guess, whenever they finally finish counting all the votes out of California. Well, that's good for her. But yeah, so she's winning right. at the moment and no one died, which is great because someone really could have the way this was sounding. You think this incident's yeah. going to affect um, her votes? I don't know. Cause... In a negative way or a positive way. I don't know, because, I mean, like I said, she was up 50.7 in the three-person race. So, I don't, it doesn't seem like it did, because this was kind of in the news and everything yesterday when the voting was going on. Because I first, because Britton actually showed me the video yesterday, and I was like, I didn't even know what I was looking for, looking at. And then I saw the an article about the situation later, and I was like, oh, mm. that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and a, just a, a drive-by courtroom topic. We told y'all last week about Judge Jesse LeBlanc and her racism, racism, philandering shenanigans in the 23rd JDC. <laughs> well, that was February 26th, and by February 
7th, uh, Judge LeBlanc was a former judge of the 23rd JDC. She resigned. Uh, the resignation letter, letter mm, mm. was lit. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Jesse basically said, all right, cool. So I'm going down. That's fine. But what's going to happen is all of you are going to come with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of you blacks. All <laughs> of you blacks and some of you whites. Y'all are coming because I'm not going by myself. So basically, she outed um, Bruce Prejean, who was the the officer that she was having the affair with, uh, of having just lots of affairs, just yeah. all over, just doing lots of stuff like nobody's married. Just, yeah. Affairs on affairs on affairs. According to former Judge LeBlanc, he was having an affair with someone in the governor's office. Uh, of course, the law clerk, as we mentioned last week, just doing a lot. Um, she also spoke about Judge Turner and said that Judge Turner knew about, um, things that were happening, um, knew about kind of the, the allegations and, and what was going on and didn't say anything to which Judge Turner replied something to the effect of Miss LeBlanc is stretching the truth as she does often or something. Uh, y'all, this has gotten so messy so fast. It's just uh, so much is happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole legal community is just like, so what's going on? Right. What's really happening? Hmm. 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 So if you haven't um, read Judge LeBlanc's, I'm sorry, former Judge LeBlanc's resignation letter. It's on the internet. It's great. You really, it's this page and a half. It shouldn't take you long at all. It it's great. <laughs> uh, she she plays the female card and how men. This would have been handled differently for men. And honestly, as much as I want to say, girl, shut up. She's probably not wrong. Right. Right. Probably would have been handled differently for men. But you still can't be calling people niggas, my girl. No, my girl. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> any any point you may have had, we just don't care. Because you can't be I call people niggas. You just can't do it. You just can't. You can't do it and expect to then still sit in a position that wields power right. over the very people you're disparaging. Just can't do it. Not on our watch, girl. <laughs> So, yeah, so I just wanted y'all to know, we we called for her resignation. Everyone was, well, not everyone, but quite a, a lot of people were calling for her resignation. And she has resigned. So we'll keep y'all updated of any other um, developments that might arise. But as of now, things have seemingly died down a little bit. It's not as such a quick quick succession of information as it was last week. Last week was insane. Okay. So that's it for our courtroom topics. So for our kitchen table topics, we kind of teased it last week. So we're talking about Love is Blind. That My was co-host good. finally that caught up. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Yes, and we have a very all... interesting show to say the least. It really is. So it's the the new like pop culture sensation reality show from Netflix, Love is Blind. It premiered on February 13th and over the course of three weeks, they said three weeks, but I think it was more like four because the reunion comes out this week. So technically that's like four weeks. 
But over the course of about four weeks, they've released or will release 10 episodes plus a reunion show. Um, they called it a social experiment where single men and women look for love and get engaged all before meeting in person. So if you haven't watched it, just, you know, skip ahead for spoilers. Right. But right. we're about to spoil a lot if if not. So let's go. <laughs> So the the show, I'm not even sure how many people they started with, but they had like a girl side and a boy's side. They were in this like like apartment building and they all met each other in pods. And in the pods, you can hear each other and you can talk, but you can't see each other, which is the whole premise of the show. Love is blind. They're, they're falling in love with people's personalities and their spirits and their hearts. On a but deep not, level. Right. It's a deep connection. Such a deep a connection. Deep connection. <laughs> Yeah, they kept saying that. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, our connection is so deep. In 10 days. Because uh-huh. <laughs> that's part that they don't, like, continue to harp on as much in their deep connections is that all of this is taking place in the course of, like, a few weeks. So mm-hmm. it's very yeah. fast. Uh, it's kind of like um, the circle meets married at first sight, kind of, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they they're supposed to meet intentional in the, catfishing. Yes, intentional catfishing. <laughs> you're supposed to meet in the pods, um, fall in love, and then once you're engaged, they actually let y'all let the the contestants see each other for the first time. So uh, lots of the couples have gotten attention for various aspects um, of the of things that happened in the show. People really hate the um the white girl what's her name jessica jessica people really hate jessica because jessica was in fact trash uh yes in fact in fact she was in fact trash uh jessica was in love with one guy in the pod and then he didn't propose and so when the other guy who was in love with her proposed she said yes and proceeded to actively show him how much she didn't want to marry him right Continually, mm-hmm. over and over. Yep. Don't touch me. Don't. <laughs> Four episodes. Do that. Don't kiss me. It was painful <laughs> to watch for Mark. It really was. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just your share of batshit crazy in Giannina and Damien. Oh. Damien's my fave. I like Damien a lot. Giannina's nuts. Ugh. Like, completely. Like, the way she would just go off on him for nothing, you'd be like, but girl he didn't even say anything Mm -hmm. she would just start screaming she was crazy and i was not upset at all that he left her tail at that altar i was like "Mm, well get it how you live i was kind of shocked though i was the way he was crying i was surprised surprised. Mm -hmm. i was surprised he did it but when he did it i was like good power to you sir because that no sir that ain't it um uh, also, Lauren and Cameron. That's my fave. fave. They're, my they're fave. everybody's favorite. <laughs> they're everybody's favorite. Uh, Lauren and Cameron are our faves. They really are. Lauren is, they're the only interracial couple. Yeah, they're the only interracial couple. And Cameron raps. Oh, that was, why'd they give him that little <laughs> whack beat? <laughs> why did they oh put God. that whack beat on? That, that beat was so whack. <laughs> I'm like, they could have used the podcast beat. Oh. <laughs> but he was so into his little freestyle. You know, he was. <laughs> he was. It was cute, though. 
It was cute. Look at Cameron. But by far, in wait, wait, hold on. Before you say that, come. Did y'all not think it was okay? Did y'all notice on that Cameron was always touching Lauren? Like yes. always, like yeah, on her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I thought they were kind of. To me, they were kind of like a little creepy. But right, like it was it, almost all like of it was creepy. All of it was. It was creepy, I mean, when you, those they shows were just the when they're supposed everybody. to be quote in love in like ten mm-hmm. days, it's always like this is this is strange, guys. I just Over want her touching. to elbow him over. Like get off me. Like <laughs> yeah. get off me. <laughs> Oh, and just guess back up. right. I just know what I'm I want. Like, I need like, feet. That was just no, really. Bag, bag, especially when they're in the treehouse. I was like, now, bro, the house ain't but this big. She can't go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she right look, there. She's boring, Kenny anywhere. and but Kelly. Look, but you forgot gorgeous, about that. So I would have, I would have kind of felt the same way. Oh yeah, that's true. Because it's like, gorgeous. it's like, it's unreal. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't expecting to see that. You right, know, right, right, right. Yeah, I did. I, I really didn't forget Kenny and Kayla. They just never really interested me much. They were boring. Yeah, they never really much interest me. Oh, um, she was annoying. She, she was me rude of a school teacher. at the end. Not that school teachers are annoying. I love school che- teachers, but you know those, <laughs> those teachers that are like I don't that you don't really like. Like that's what she reminded me of. Yeah, I just. It, you, it was just I didn't like her and I didn't uh-uh. I didn't mind him but I didn't like her and right. so me either and then the fact that she turned him down I'm like girl dude this right. will come up for you when like, your entire you? family is like he's the best you've ever had <laughs> right <laughs> no right. literally she was like uh I do not and you need to respect my decision yeah and just she, she I was, was like uh, she was kind of bitchy and just like walked out. She she was kind of rude. Yeah, I I didn't mind her like the whole season, and then in the yeah. last episode, I was like, oh, right. okay, bitch, all right, right, right. <laughs> no, really, really, yeah. She was wrong for that. Look, and then Jessica, she just walked down the aisle. You know, I was like, no escort. She kicked it. I saw her kicking the dress. I was like, Jessica, Jessica didn't. She she knew. Jessica knew that she didn't intend to be there. No, the what was weird not. for me was the whole bef- the shots before the wedding of the people that knew they weren't about to get married. Why y'all up here perpetrating right. toasting champagne and doing all? Why y'all doing all of this if y'all mm-hmm. know that y'all about to go out here and tell the people no? Right. When she for came TV. down and kissed Made Mark, yeah. Oh, when she came down and kissed Mark, I was like, oh, when Mark was crying on his mama oh, titties. Oh no, yeah, that was sad. But, All right. but for the best, because no. Right, she, right, right. No. Right, Mark. You're too young to be marrying that kind of crazy. Right, no. right. right. And, and Mark has time to recover. So mm-hmm. Right, Laura, yeah. Uh, Jessica, whatever her name is, she, she's, she, her time is running out. So mm. she's losing. Her, bi- her biological clock is ticking <laughs> like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... But by far, mm-hmm. at least on the black interwebs, oh, Lord, the child. couple that has gotten the most attention was Carl. the only all black couple, Carlton and Diamond. Mm. Diamond, true. <laughs> Carlton is a 34-year-old from Opelousas, Louisiana. And Diamond is a 28-year-old from, I believe it was Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. They met in the pods. Um, Carlton, of course, 
um, proposed. And after the couples got engaged, they all went to Mexico. They actually were all at the same resort, but you didn't know it before uh, a certain point. But they all went to Mexico to kind of have like a romantic vacation to get to know their partners, like with a face. So, uh, so yeah. So before they left, Carlton reveals to the audience, but not to Diamond, that in his past, he dated both men and women and he kept kind of bringing this up and expressing his anxiety and nervousness about telling diamond the truth of the matter and everything because she basically agreed to marry him without knowing that, that part <laughs> that, that of his, fact. yeah, that, that part of his personality without knowing that, that about him. Uh, and then they get to Mexico. And Carson's acting a little strange. And I was like, what's... When I was watching, I was like, what's wrong with you? He was just being weird. Mm -hmm. He had on the hat that said daddy and she asked him about it. He was just being like weird. It wasn't even... Mm -hmm. I I think she took it as as aggressive. It didn't come off as aggressive to me over the TV, but it did come off as just like awkward and strange and just off-putting. He asked her if he he got her a hat that said Carlton's wife, would she wear it? He was just being weird. Um, And so they ended up going, sitting by the pool and talking and kind of, he kind of just blurted it out. He kind of just had a little mini meltdown by the pool that night. Uh, He threw his hat and just kind of said that he had dated both men and women. And then he started crying and all this other stuff. And so I really don't like when people do that. When mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. give me news or give mm-hmm. me right. something that I should have had You're or you messed up or whatever. And then you mm-hmm. start crying. And so it kind of left her in the position of consoling him when mm-hmm. she was the one that was blindsided with information that right. she should have had before she made a decision. Right. Right. And that, that shit bothered me. I did not like that. I was so upset by that. Yeah, I didn't like that. And mm-hmm. um, and then he she eventually had the just, nerve. Yes, right, girl. So she eventually, they go and sleep in separate rooms for the night, and then they meet back up again by the pool. The pool was not a good spot for them. <laughs> <laughs> Met up again by the pool the next morning, and child. That, that right there was when it all... He showed his true colors, baby. Yeah, he did. It all went down. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> Yes, all the way. Let me stop. That wig slide. Okay, so wait. So he wasn't wrong. Her but it had been, been sliding. But it had you, been though. That wig from the first episode. But it, but it had been though. The whole time the wig was just going further and further back. <laughs> I had already commented to Britain. I was like, Britain, where her wig going? Why is it running from her forehead? Like, what is going <laughs> on? So. But it was the way that he brought it was the way he brought out the wig sliding comments (laughs) that made it just so like because he wasn't wrong but it was just it was rude. Right and Mm -hmm. you you started charging her when she was only basically saying hey you know I felt like you were wrong for not you know disclosing to me this earlier because I made a decision you know to be engaged to you and to marry you you know, based off, what, false pretenses about your dating right. history, you know what I mean? And not only that, they shared so much, you right. know, about each other, like, really in-depth details about each other's lives, and that's, like, a major detail, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. apparently, 
there's been a conversation that has arisen from this whole scene. Right. Um, I saw a tweet on um, that everybody's been sharing. It says, it said black women, um, not something about something along the lines of refusing to date a black man or a man because he's been with, you know, other men in the past is homophobic and biphobic. And what are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I disagree. It could be homophobic and biphobic, but I don't think just having a preference in, Mm -hmm. in general is homophobic or biphobic. I think just saying, I mean, like, look, you live your life. That's not the person that I think you have the right to say who you want to, to Mm -hmm. have a relationship with, whether it's based on whatever it's mm-hmm. not my it was never my preference to date a white boy that's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you mm-hmm. it's just not exactly. my damn preference to date you mm-hmm. so right. i think people are entitled to their preferences now if your preference is couched in oh my god that's gross and why you i mean that 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 is homophobic mm-hmm. but the preference in and of itself yeah you're allowed to have preferences so yeah right. i disagreed with that whole thing i did see that a lot around the um around the internet and I was like yeah no that that's that's not how this works people people are allowed to say what they do and exactly. do not want in their lives like it's and not I hate that, that it's always like oh black women is black women I'm like lots of women don't want to date by dudes like that's 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 just in general you know but whatever I'm not with it I do not <laughs> you're not with what no. With what? I you didn't know. date a dude who's bi. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I mean. No. <laughs> but I don't think that makes somebody homophobic or biphobic just because I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think it's the attitude behind it. If it's just like, no, it's just not what I choose right. to do. I think if you have, like, some hatred or something behind it, that's different. But, I mean, if you just saying, no, I choose not to want to date bi men, all yeah. right. That's like this. That's like people who say, you know, they if you're, you know, if you're someone you just don't want to date somebody with kids. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, just some some preference. It's stuff. something I just don't want to. Yeah. I'm not and in that space. Like Gay saying, men choose kids not are to. Disgusting. I hate that. Yeah. Right. You're not saying that. Right. No. <laughs> Gay men choose not to date straight women. Right. And it's right. just it's just a thing. Like right. you don't have to do this. It's mm-hmm. not something that you're obligated to do. But I definitely Ew, picked straight up. Straight women are so disgusting. I know. They're but upping I, our men. I definitely <laughs> picked up that she was willing to, you know, still continue. Yeah, I didn't think. I picked that yeah, up. Yeah, I didn't think that. And that's nothing I, wrong I, with that. I saw articles that strictly, like, were talking about her reaction as being biphobic. And I didn't think her reaction was biphobic at all. Right. I, I didn't think she was just blindsided. Yeah, right. I think she was just surprised and upset that mm-hmm. she was kind of put in this situation and she didn't have exactly. all the facts before making this decision, this which decision. I think is a valid response to the situation right, that right. he put her in. And then his his whole, nobody's ever had trouble with it before, then why were you so nervous mm-hmm. about telling it in the first place? Right. And like, you were just crying the night before. That, yeah, it was just... a few episodes before that he was fearful because of that reason. Right. Exactly. He had lost relationships exactly. for that reason. So, so don't try to turn it around right. on her and act like she's just said something that you ain't never heard before. Right. And, and then, she didn't even charge him up. No. Like she did not charge him. And this is why mm-hmm. I don't date bitches like you. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she was quoting all Beyonce lyrics when she was storming out though. 
See, I, I was I didn't know I those were Beyonce's lyrics, too. so I saw she it in an article too. somewhere. <laughs> it was like, yeah, she quoted Beyonce. I was like, oh, that was Beyonce. <laughs> oh, she was quoting <laughs> all Beyonce as she was. It just... was so weird though. Like, girl, really? I you was doing like, this for TV? Right, right. Oh, I, I was like, oh, they should have been together. They should have been together because they were both weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they've actually made up since that whole fight in Mexico. Uh, they've done interviews together uh, and they've been, they're not back together, but they're in like a friendly Portal. place of talking and all that. So, um, yeah, he's, he says he regrets talking to her the way he did. Uh, she says she would change the approach of how she approached him. I And I mean, I, like there I was said. nothing wrong with her approach. From what we, from what they right. aired. Now, now what I think they both edited. did kind of escalate a little quickly. It right. went from conversation to we cussing each other out like that. Mm-hmm. Like it went really fast. Everything went very yeah. left, very fast. So I don't know. I, I I do feel like he was trying to use his emotions against her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. like that at all. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. No, because. No. She should be able to have her feelings about what you did without having to console without you the pressure and, of having yeah to of having to to manage your feelings when she already has to manage hers mm-hmm. from a situation that you put y'all in. Come on, come on. This was your doing. Okay, mm-hmm. you did this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, you haven't watched Love Is Blind, which I hope you haven't listened to all of this if you intend to. But if you haven't and you do intend to, give it a, a spin. It's ten episodes doesn't take very long to get through it all. It was entertaining, if nothing, nothing else. Absolutely. Um. So, white women are exhausting, y'all. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> The way you start things, like the way she starts things. This whole story just pissed me off. I was so annoyed. Why are y'all like this? Mm. Mm. (laughs) They hate to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Target was doing a, they've been doing, I think, I'm not, I haven't seen this before. I hadn't even seen this damn commercial that has all the white women up in a tizzy. I saw Until, I, I, I've seen it now, but apparently it came out on February 4th. And I just saw it for the first time, yeah. like this week. I saw it too the first time. Yeah, I, I just saw it, but apparently it's been out a month. But uh, it was Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, oh, I okay. think I saw it like around that time, but I feel like I saw it on Hulu. I, I can't was, remember. I was making wings during the Super Bowl. I wasn't that invested. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Target has been doing. Um, it's called Founders We Believe in the Honey Pot, and it's Target has like a program in which they help entrepreneurs like get their. Um, products in stores and help them branded and all of that thing, branded, advertised, marketing, all of that. And they were spotlighting one of these companies. So her name, the lady that started the company is a black lady named Beatrice Dixon. The name of the, the company is the Honeypot Company, and she launched it in 2014. It's a plant line. It's a plant-based feminine hygiene line. And in the commercial, she says something basically to the effect of, it's important for her business to do well because it shows 
black girls like what they can do. So I actually had the the commercial queued up. I'm gonna let y'all hear the whole commercial because when I heard the outrage, I thought this lady had actually done something. Me too. And then I watched the the ad and I was like, so did I did I miss it? The like, same one we all this is Yeah, the same I was like, is this this is this is what y'all mad about? Okay, so here's here's the ad. My name is Beatrice Dixon. I'm the founder of The Honey Pot. In the beginning, it wasn't easy to, like, start this company. And there was a lot of times that it almost didn't happen. If Target didn't take the chance on us, we wouldn't be in all the retailers that we're in today. But what's really dope is they helped us with the product line, the packaging. They really, like, changed my life. The reason why it's so important for Honeypot to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she could have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me. That's the whole article. I mean, that's that's the whole ad. In its entirety. That's, it. that's, that's the it. ad. That's, that's the, ad. the caption. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the ad. <laughs> They're upset. So white women lost their minds, guys. Um, they inundated comment sections about the honeypot and were talking about this horrible, terrible, no good racist ad. And black people everywhere were baffled. <laughs> I, okay. So one of the, the, the reviews, black girls are empowered using this product. I guess white girls aren't. I'll be letting Target know about this racist company. Hmm. I can't support a company in good faith that is openly racist about their customers. <laughs> Someone else said, I've used this brand for years now, and I've always been satisfied with the results. If they really think that only black women should be empowered and white women should be left out, then that's a huge step backwards from the old, from the open and friendly society we tried to create over the last decades. I can't support a company in good faith that is openly racist about their customers. Somebody who claims to be an avid and enthusiastic user of the product said that the ad um, highlighted a racially motivated component of to the company that I'm not only uncomfortable with, but outright disagree with. Hmm. The white women were that crying. Is, that is so insane. It's like when I, when I was reading the comments, I was thinking like, say a white woman decided to open like a toothpaste company or something and she said that she wanted to empower women and be pioneers and you know you know making products and men just lost their minds and said that this is sexist and they're excluding boys <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense no it doesn't even it make makes sense. no sense like why do Clearly. white women always want to play the we're more marginalized game with black women? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, we're not, we don't, we don't want to be marginalized. Y'all, we would be fine to let y'all have it. It's just not true. Right. Devil's advocate. What if she said, I made this toothpaste line, or this toothpaste line has to be a success? Because it's gonna give hope to future young white women that they could to be great or whatever. You know what I mean? That's kind of the same argument. The community of like, would have an issue. But that's kind of the same thing about why there's no white history month. Mm -hmm. It's just when mm -hmm. you're from a group that's already empowered to do things, right. 
we don't have to talk about empowering you to do things. Because I, Target doesn't have to make special programs so that white people can put, put their lines out. They're already there. White people are going to succeed because white people are succeeding. We, we are only succeeding because this company is saying, hey, let's take some of these minority groups and put some of their products out here. Because, you know, all we got is Colgate. <laughs> um name all of the other you know always you know all these mm-hmm. big large humongous brands that are founded and run by white people like they don't have to make special comments about who they are and their place in society because they are the default <laughs> that's it you know like so that that wouldn't even have to exist because but i wouldn't just... say white women i would say white men are the default but not necessarily white women you know, no, as far people. as own, no, as far as like ownership and like things like that, I would definitely say it's more white men. So if a white well, woman came out, and it has made been something. white men, but white women enjoy a lot of the same privileges. Yeah, that exactly. white no, men they do. do. They white. do. Right. And so if we're talking about marginalized groups, there's definitely a hierarchy. And on top of this pyramid exactly. are but, white women and men. But I'm saying, but right. we're saying that they're saying that the, that her comment was wrong. But if the white woman made the comment for her young white girls that may look up to her, the culture would have a problem. They absolutely would. They would have a problem. If she said the same comment that Beatrice said, they would have a problem. So but, I'm just saying white women having a problem with the comment. It's kind of like, okay, well, if the roles were flipped, we would have a c- issue too. If if she said the same thing, we would have an issue. But but that's that's in a situation where we're both equal. But that doesn't exist. We don't. There's no equality among black women and white men, women. There's no equality. Black women are <laughs> at the bottom of the totem pole. So if 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 say Becky and um, Becky and Paris say that they were equal, Paris's comment would be would be racist and wrong, but we're not equal. Becky, Becky is going to get a job before me. Becky is going to get her product out before me. Becky's daughter is going to be empowered because Becky's father is running this corporation. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the hierarchy in America. So Becky making that comment wouldn't necessarily be the same as me making that comment because I'm under here and Becky's up here. It's kind of like the uh, what we were talking about last week about the difference in womanism and feminism and that womanism is specifically focused on the plights of black women mm-hmm. right. when feminism is just kind of like this, oh, we're women. But yeah. in this specific situation, like even with the wage gap, white women still make more yeah. than black right. women. Exactly. Even though you make less than white men. Right. You're still mm-hmm. in a place mm-hmm. that you're doing better than any of the minority group over here. (coughs) So in the place of still enjoying your privilege, just, you know, (coughs) calm down. You're the default. Because if, if, if you get on TV and you don't, not, not for us, but the general default in America, if you get on TV and you're talking about women, what they see Uh in their head is white women. Uh Uh, We, okay. So I went to a predominantly white school when I was younger they would have um, the, like, the older kids would, uh, like, mentor the younger kids for cheerleading and, like, the dance team things. And they would have T-shirts. And on the back of the T-shirts, they would put, like, three little girls on the back of the T-shirt. 
and uh-huh. their diversity on the back of the t-shirt was having a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. Exactly. That was diversity for them. Or my mother to, <laughs> used oh. to paint one brown. Mm-hmm. Or by the time we were about to graduate, she was painting all of them brown. But my mom would paint one brown because it was like that. That's not diversity. But your right. default in your head is some random white woman. So mm-hmm. when they say women, they're not thinking about, about the whole everybody. entirety of women. Mm-hmm. They're just talking about white women, whether or not they say it, that that's what the, the perception is, whether it's right or wrong. That's just the perception, not for us. Cause when we say women from our black woman vantage point, that's not what we think, but America, mm-hmm. white people gonna always be the default. Right. And like, say if I'm on YouTube, like if I search makeup videos or makeup tutorial, I have to type for black women. If not, it's going to give me a white lady. That like just I'm not white. It's the default. So, like, we have to specify for us because we don't have places in in these um, large, uh, you know, like, mass production, you know, spaces. We just yeah. don't. We don't have places in these spaces. We literally have to insert ourselves, and we have to be intentional about what we're saying yeah. because... It is to inspire. Just like if it's a if a Chinese woman came out with the product, you know, and she she's trying to inspire, you know, other Chinese little girls. That there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's not racist either. I don't feel like I'm being infringed upon as a black woman, you know, if they're singling them them out. I'm still gonna support because this is minority women in general, you know. But um, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but it's just like there's not equality, so it's not the same if Becky or Perry says it. <clears throat> when I first heard the story, I was, I was talking to Britain. I was like, who? Why would we want to be oppressed so bad? Yeah, <laughs> no, I get the stretch, though. I mean, I get the stretch. <laughs> like, y'all just, yeah. y'all want to be oppressed so bad. I get the stretch. Mm-hmm. When at every turn in your version of feminism, black women get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we do something that's specifically black women centered, it's what about the white women? But y'all lose the <laughs> shuffle all the time. No, when I read the comments, I thought she had literally said something against Bro, white women. I was like, I, what did she I say? Was, I had to go women. find the video. <laughs> I was like, what did this lady do? And why did Target let it happen? Like, what's going on? And then I listened mm-hmm. and I was like, this can't be it. Is there another video? This yes. cannot be it. This can't be what y'all are talking about. It just cannot I thought be. she said something like, because black girls going to be on top or something. I, you know, I, something it, to that effect. Something know? egregious. Something yeah, even remotely controversial. Even egregious. I thought it would have been something Well, like yeah, that. but I mean, something <laughs> remotely controversial. Something you could even mm-hmm. portray right. to be remotely controversial. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. she just said she wants to inspire black girls and white women lost their minds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hasn't Oprah said stuff like this before? And they love Oprah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't. The good news of this is when the white women piled on the black women and the allies, the other white women that are allies, because all white women mm-hmm. want on this bullshit, but Mm-mm. the allies and the black women was like, not on my watch, Becky. Mm-mm. And they coalesced around uh, Beatrice Dixon and the Honey Pot, and sales have doubled. 
Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and everything is off the shelf. So yeah, it's you like, can't find the Honey Pot Company right now. Everything's gone because mm-hmm. people, black people, were like, "Look, girl, what you, what y'all not gonna do? What we buying? <laughs> what y'all look, not gonna don't do? Don't even need it. Just lady. give it to me. Look, just just give it to me. I told right. Britain, I was like, "Look, man, I got sensitive skin, but I'm gonna go get me some Honey Pot because what y'all not gonna do? Mm-hmm. It's come for this lady for right. nothing, mm-hmm. right?" For absolutely nothing. Has she said something? Fine. But literally for nothing. We're not going to do it. Power of the black dollar. Right. Mm-hmm. So she said, I said nothing about our products being only for black girls. And apparently the tagline for the for the whole company is made by humans with vaginas for humans with right. vaginas. Like, okay. it's not even. I actually like that. I do too. I like it's that. not <laughs> even marketed as a black line or anything Mm-mm. like that. It's simply no. the idea of having a black woman being at the head of the company. That's all she's talking about. Because mm-hmm. when I first saw this, I saw people tweeting that it was like a natural hair care line. Da, 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 and it's not. Right. It's not, it's not anything that is like black centric. It's mm-hmm. literally made by humans with vaginas. <laughs> right. For humans with vaginas. Like, right. that's it. Natural. The fact that's that y'all it. were able to find outrage within Whatever that, color your vagina is. <laughs> the fact you were able to find outrage is a you problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need to figure out why you had that problem. Right. Because that's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she also said, I can't expect them to understand the plight of what it is to be a black woman co-founder in business. And I was like, no, you sure can. And that's what that's why they're acting like this, because no matter how no matter how they try to see it, they're still seeing it from a white vantage point. And you just can't wrap your head around it. And that's fine. But when you're confused, you could also just be quiet. You don't have to comment on everything. Um, that's really it. I wanted to ask y'all: Did y'all see um this whole Marshawn Lynch speaking at Princeton thing? Have y'all seen that? No, no. So apparently they're having. So it's not for graduation, but Marshawn Lynch is is being asked to or being brought to speak to Princeton for. I think they call it the class day. And it's some day that the seniors always have, and they always have different speakers. Apparently Cory Booker's done it in the past, Bill Clinton, just prominent people. And some, I think it was four students took out a whole op-ed in the Princeton newspaper and uh, basically was railing against Marshawn Lynch being picked or selected as the person to speak. And people have, been charging them the hell up. People are upset with them. People are saying that they're being racist and classist. And honestly, listening to it, it did kind of sound like that a little bit. They now they tried to they tried very eloquently and craftily to couch it in we were just we worried about the selection process and how the students have been left out of the selection. Da, 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 da. But they left out the fact that part of the committee that put everything together had students on it. So you didn't get to say specifically what you wanted to happen, but Mm -hmm. that's not the same as students being completely left out of the process and how it was done. But they cited Marshawn Lynch uh, getting into it with the media and saying, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Cited all of that stuff. It was just crazy. Uh, But basically it was kind of, it kind of had the feel of like, what do y'all expect us to learn from him? That's kind of how it felt. 
But I was just, I just saw this and was perusing. I was wondering if y'all had seen anything about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just no. if you get bored, nothing to do. Just Google Marshawn Lynch in Princeton. I'll definitely look <laughs> the, that um, up. The kids that wrote the original article have, I think today, took their name off the article because they were getting threats and all kinds of foolishness. It's, it's kind of blowing up way out of proportion. But yeah, it was an interesting little thing I saw going on. I was like, oh, this is weird. But that's it for our kitchen table topics. Our black national treasure. So I don't know if y'all were watching Joe Biden's um, victory speech last night. So last night after he was running away with 10 states for Super Tuesday, he was speaking from Los Angeles. Uh, on stage with him while he was speaking were uh, his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, and his sister. And in the middle of the speech, one protester, a dairy protester of all things to protest, we're, we're fighting about the cows. A dairy protester got a, uh, hopped on stage and had, was carrying a sign that said, let dairy die. This protester, Dr. Jill Biden, was like, no, not on my watch, and like curved her oh, to, yeah. to the left. Then another protester hopped on stage, and this is where we come to the Black National Treasure of this good week. When this protester hopped on stage, good sis Simone Sanders tackled that ass like a linebacker. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> if you have not watched this clip, it gave me so much life and laughter. I was just like, bro, she grabbed that lady, so mm-hmm. scooped her up mm-hmm. and drug her off of the stage. It was great. Yeah. It was I watched it in real time. I was like, what's going on? Oh shit. Oh, some some own hands with her. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, the way she just people were tweeting about it. It it was it was great. Somebody said, um, Y'all see Simone Sanders come off the line like a pro, like a Pro Bowl linebacker. Jeesh. Someone mm-hmm. says Simone Sanders should be the one to escort Donald Trump out of the White House in January 2021. Uh, sis had on her stripe blazer, and you just see like the back of her, and she's just oh, it was great. And then after it was over, all she tweeted was, "I broke a nail." I'm done. That's Hashtag super. That, oh, that's what your um, that's what your thing was about. Your post on Facebook. Yeah, she yeah. I was confused. Mm-hmm. She after it was I all done. I broke a nail, but no, it was great. It gave me life. So it goes to our good sis Simone Sanders. So in case you didn't know, Simone Sanders is a a political pundit, mm-hmm. and she also used to work with. In 2016, she worked for Bernie. Ooh. In 2020, she she worked for Joe Biden, Ooh. and was coming for Bernie a little while. Did y'all see Bernie's new um new Obama ad? No. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Bernie has an ad that has Barack Obama doing a voiceover, but it's like they basically got audio of him talking about Bernie in the past, but the way they are kind of pushing it out it sounds very endorsement-y and it is not an endorsement but yeah if you get a chance watch that uh that ad it is interesting uh i might actually post it on our social medias because it, it is very interesting and I just pulled it up. yeah and people a lot of people love to talk about pandering the 
the most panderingness of the pandering. It it's 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 a bit much. It's a bit much. Uh, but uh, we just need our closing statement. Alrighty, and the statement is coming from Dr. Cornell West. It says, empathy is not simply a matter of trying to imagine what others are going through, but having the will to muster enough courage to do something about it. In a way, empathy is predicated upon hope. All right, y'all. That's it for us. We love y'all. Please like, listen, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, And that's it. We love y'all. We'll be back next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.